Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 341, The Arrival of White Tulips. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell, and even though I grew up in a household that always had multiple cats and dogs... I have no desire to have any pets in my house as an adult. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a story of hope that can only be conveyed by the image of white tulips. Well, happy uh, Tuesday to you. Welcome back to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'll talk more about why this is a Tuesday episode here in just a moment. But first, today's fun facts. So since we're talking about white tulips today, I thought it would be a good day to share some fun facts about tulips. So I have three of them for you. Number one, at one point in history, tulips were the most expensive flower. In fact, in the 1600s, The flowers were more valuable than most people's homes and cost almost 10 times what an average working class man earned in a year. That blows my mind. Okay, Uh, here's one that probably won't blow your mind. The Netherlands are the largest producer and exporter of tulips worldwide, growing and exporting nearly 3 billion bulbs each year. At one point in Holland's history, Tulips were its fourth biggest export behind cheese, gin, and herring. Interesting. And finally, did you know that cut tulips keep growing in the vase? They grow another inch in height or more after they have been cut. It's pretty cool fun facts, I think. All right. Well, I want to just apologize to all of you who anticipated the the tease that I gave on Friday about today's episode, fired up your podcast app, or went over to the website uh, yesterday looking for today's episode, and it wasn't there. The, The truth is, my weekend wasn't a bad weekend. It was a great weekend, in fact, but I Saturday, I fell behind on some things, and it just didn't go like I had expected. And then Sunday was the same way for very different reasons. And I was working until 2.30 in the morning, Sunday night, uh, well, Monday morning by that time. And usually putting this podcast together takes about two hours, and I hadn't even started it yet. And I just knew that staying up until 4.30 and getting the episode out just was not going to happen because I had an early morning meeting on Monday. And so I'm sorry we didn't get an episode out yesterday. It's never happened before. I Hopefully it won't happen again, but uh, at least... It, for that reason, there was one day where I, I forgot to record the episode. <laughs> There's that. But anyway, we're back today. And, and uh, so thank you for your understanding and your patience in getting this episode out. But the rest of the week will be on schedule. At least that's the idea. So tomorrow, Mark will be here for the uh, Wednesday episode. And Friday will be the Friday Forum. So I would love to have you as a part of this week's Friday Forum. Right now, the mailbag is empty, if memory serves correct. Uh, so I would love for you to send in your contribution for the Friday Forum this week. The number is 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Now, before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of other special announcements that I want to 
make you aware of and they're happening this week one of them today tuesday and one of them tomorrow so for those of you who don't know each year september 30th is international podcast day and so that happens this week on wednesday of this week but you know how the old timey-wimey thing works the folks in australia turn to the day before we do the way the time zones work so the guys at international podcast day are hosting a like 35 hour or something like that podcast marathon and we at gsm are going to be a part of their official podcast marathon our time slot is technically the 29th still for us but it will be the 30th somewhere on this planet i think somewhere in australia so our time slot is september 29th from 8 to 9 p.m pacific all right so for those of you who aren't in the pacific time zone that's uh, 10 to 11 p.m central or if you're in the east coast that's 11 to midnight eastern and so again that's uh, tonight september 29th and it's going to be happening on Blab. I hope you've had a chance to check out Blab.im. It is fantastic. It's a great live streaming, uh, collaborative type of uh, service that's out there. It's free. And so the International Podcast Day guys are going to have their marathon, all 30 plus hours of it, over on Blab. So you can go over to the Blab homepage. It will be featured. Uh, there's a big long link that I could give you, but it's just easier just to say go over to blab.im and it'll be featured on the homepage again. Once again, our time slot for Golden Spiral Media is going to be tonight, Tuesday, September 29th from 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific, which is 10 to 11 Central or 11 to midnight Eastern. And I would love to see you there and interact with us while we are chatting about podcasty stuff and if that's not enough for you we're going to have our own golden spiral media podcast day marathon this one will be on the 30th for our time zone and again it's going to be happening on blab so let me give you a short link to this one this is going to be a separate link that's it's not part of the the international podcast day marathon and it's going to be our own thing it's going to be from 5 to 11 p.m central which is uh, six to midnight eastern time and if you're over there in the pacific time zone three to nine p.m pacific time so once again that's five to eleven central which is uh, three to nine pacific and six to midnight eastern depending on what time zone you're in the easiest way to get to this one is going to be goldenspiralmedia.com slash ipd that's International Podcast Day. So goldenspiralmedia.com slash IPD. And we're going to be going there for several hours. Our hosts will be coming in and out talking about their different shows. And when you go over there to goldenspiralmedia.com slash IPD, you will see a schedule of all of our stuff that we're going to be doing during our podcast marathon on the 30th. It's a lot of information. I hope that wasn't too confusing. We're excited about it. We love podcasting. You know that. And I hope that you'll join us for either of those or both of them. All right, let's get into today's episode. Now, this is a little bit different because this entire episode is going to be unscripted. I don't have this typed out like I normally do. My routine for doing these episodes is I sit down at my computer and I begin telling this story that is in my mind. And, you know, I don't do a lot of editing to it, but I have it all kind of written out so that when it comes time to record, I simply need to kind of read the story that I've crafted. 
And for reasons I can't necessarily explain, or maybe I don't even know, I thought that this is an episode that I should just turn the microphone on and start talking. So it's probably going to be a longer episode. I mean, all that stuff I just gave you about International Podcast Day ate up a bunch of the time that I would normally already be into the episode. But in order for me to really tell the fullness of this story, I'm going to have to spoil you on Fringe. So that's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Fringe, the stuff I'm going to talk about today is going to be very spoilerific. In fact, I'm going to talk about the series finale a little bit. So there's your warning. If you've seen Fringe, and I think most of you have, because a lot of you listening to this podcast came to know me through the Fringe podcast. And so I think most of you have, but in case you haven't seen Fringe, there is an element in the story of Fringe that is a white tulip. There's a character named Walter Bishop, and he is a, a mad scientist who's done a lot of bad things to people and caused a lot of harm in the world. In fact, there is a parallel universe that is very similar to ours, and he's caused a lot of damage over there as well, maybe more damage than he's caused in what we would say is our universe. Well, as things happened in his life, he he uh, began to feel remorse for some of the things that he had done, and he didn't know that forgiveness would be possible. And in one episode called White Tulip, there he encounters a time-traveling scientist, and he tells this time-traveling scientist about a sign that he had asked from God, a sign of a white tulip, and that if somehow, if God existed and if there was any way that God would forgive him for the crimes and the sins that he had committed, he would extend to him, show him a white tulip, and therefore let Walter know that forgiveness was possible and that, that he would, it would be a sign of hope for Walter the, of, a, of a better future. And through, uh, because this scientist he was telling this story to was a time-traveling scientist, the scientist reset time or, or he, he traveled through time and in doing so walter forgot that he ever met with the scientist he doesn't have any recollection of that encounter so he doesn't remember telling the scientist about the white tulip but the scientist remembered and he dropped a drawing of a white tulip into a plain envelope one day and mailed it to walter bishop so walter mysteriously received in the mail one day the sign of a white tulip and it gave him a tremendous sense of uh, of relief and a tremendous sense of hope that randomly in his mind, this white tulip would show up in his mailbox. As the story ended, and, and this is the, the kind of the spoilery part, as, as the story of Fringe kind of wrapped up and came to its final season, uh, there was... Uh, <laughs> This is, this is, again, if you haven't seen Fringe, this is going to sound crazy, but there's Peter and Olivia, and Peter is Walter's son, and they have a daughter named Etta, and when Etta is about four years old, she is taken from them by some invaders from the future. Their relationship doesn't last. Their pursuit of trying to find their daughter that was taken from them ends up causing the their relationship to dissolve. And then, as only Fringe could do it, Peter and Olivia are both frozen in time in a substance referred to as amber. Well, 20-some-odd years go by, and Peter and Olivia are freed from amber by none other than their daughter, Etta. 
Now, she's in her 20s and they're in their 30s. And it's, again, a weird fringe thing that doesn't maybe make sense listening to this, but makes a whole lot of sense as you're watching the show. And then something extraordinarily tragic happened. Etta, who had just been reunited with her parents, awkward as it might have been and weird being that she's in her 20s and they're in her 30s, they had just been reunited. And this group called the Observers, who is the group from the future that had taken them, her from them, well, they track her down and they kill her. And just like that, Etta is ripped from Peter and Olivia once again. And us as fans were watching this and we're just... We did, it was like we didn't know how to react. I mean, that's not fair. How can you? It was heartbreaking. I mean, Peter and Olivia had just got their daughter back, and, and we loved this character. We loved Peter and Olivia. And then, boom, just like that, she's taken from them again. And it was heartbreaking. And so, for the majority of the final season, most of us watching Fringe were hoping that some way, somehow, Peter and Olivia and Etta would be reunited. Maybe they would reset time to a point before she was taken from them when she was still four years old. This point in the park. It doesn't make any sense unless you've seen the show, but there was a point in the park, and we were hoping that it would get reset to that point. And sure enough, that's what happened. At the end of the show, in a, in a really beautiful way, it wasn't cheesy at all. It didn't, it didn't invalidate anything that had happened. Somehow, some way, the writers crafted a way for Etta to be reunited as a little girl with Peter and Olivia. And it was wonderful. As we recorded uh, the finale feedback podcast for our show, we got in one of the no no the most impactful piece of feedback that that I've ever received from um a woman that I am very happy to call my friend and her name is Linda now at the time we didn't really know Linda she'd been a lurker listening to us for a long time she had been in our chat rooms and stuff like that but she wasn't a regular contributor to feedback but she was definitely a part of our community a lurker is probably not accurate. She was definitely more than that. But she wrote this feedback in, and what she said was that all season, while all of us were hoping and rooting for Peter and Olivia to get Etta back, she was rooting for the opposite. She began to tell us about how she had lost her daughter at one point in her life, and you know that was a real thing that happened. It wasn't a fictional television show. And in real life, when you lose a child, you don't get to reset time. You don't get them back. And uh, oh, it just broke my heart. It still breaks my heart when I when I I cannot tell this story and not uh, <laughs> not feel like I'm cutting onions, as we would say. So all season, Linda had been hoping that they wouldn't get their daughter back because it wasn't reality. And it didn't seem fair if they would get their daughter back and she wouldn't get hers. But somehow, not only did they miraculously craft a story that brought Etta back and didn't invalidate the entire show or season, but they did it in such a way that brought healing to Linda. And she wrote this email in and we shared it on our podcast and 
tears were flowing and it was just the most beautiful thing I've, re- I've, I've read from a listener. Um, it was, it transcended anything that I ever thought I would read from a listener or anything that I ever thought I would experience as a podcaster. With Linda's permission, we sent that feedback to the creator or the, or the, the showrunner, Joel Wyman, the, the man who had written the finale and had, had overseen the final several seasons of Fringe. And that was it. It was a beautiful story. It was a wonderful thing that happened that we got to be a part of. We, we can't take credit for the healing that came to Linda through Fringe. We, we can't take credit for what that story did for her. We, we can take credit, I suppose, for allowing Linda to have a, a platform to share her story. And I'm proud to have been a part of that. But Fringe gets the true credit here. I'm not trying to take anything that, any credit for that. But Linda's story doesn't end there. And unfortunately, uh, it has another moment of, of tragedy and heartbreak. Last December, Linda lost another one of her children, this time her son. She came onto Facebook and, and posted something about it, and my heart broke. I cannot imagine the grief, the heartbreak that she has gone through now twice. No parent, no parent should ever have to go through that, and I hope that I never have to go through that. And here she is going through it again. I can remember reading her status update on, on Facebook and just being in shock. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to do something. I told my wife about it, and she was equally heartbroken. We talked about what to do. We've got to do something to express our love for Linda. We've got to let her know that we are praying for her, and we, we are here with her as, as much as we can be, being however many hundreds of miles away that we are. Do we send flowers? Do we send a card? Those didn't seem to express nearly the, the emotion that we were feeling and the love that we were wanting to express. Several of us in this Bunsen Burners Facebook group uh, began to express and, and type out words that we hoped would express what we were feeling. I know that when I typed the words that I wrote that day, I thought, man, that's just not enough. This does not convey the fullness of what I want to say, what I want Linda to know that I'm feeling on her behalf right now. But I didn't know what to do. Another member of the Fringe Podcast community, a wonderful man named uh, David Healy. We all know him as Interdimensional Dave. He saw the post. He's a member of that group. And he came in and he posted a picture of a white tulip. And it was perfect. And then I had an idea. What if... The members of the Fringe community, those who had met Linda in person at our Fringe finale party or had met her in person at Dragon Con a couple of years ago, those who had a, a, a personal connection with her, I would break protocol, reach out to those people, those that I felt I could trust and knew her personally, and I would give them her personal contact information, something I would never dream of doing. But these were extraordinary circumstances, and I reached out to those people one by one, and here's what I asked them to do. Well, I, I went to Photoshop, and I, 
through the help of some pictures I found on the internet, and I created a couple of templates of white tulips, one for a business size envelope and one for a personal size envelope. And I emailed these people, about 30 of them, I think, and I explained to them what had gone on with Linda. I gave them her address, and I asked them to print off a white tulip, to put it in an envelope, and to mail it to Linda, but not to put their own name on the envelope, but to simply put W. Bishop as the return, no address, and just send it to her anonymously so that she would get these anonymous white tulips in the mail just like Walter had received from the time traveler. And I didn't know who would respond, but I knew a bunch of them would. I know these people. They're loving, wonderful people. And they did. Just a couple of days later, Linda posted a picture on Facebook of two or three white tulips that she had received in the mail. And then the next day, a few more. And the next day, a few more. And before you know it, she posted a picture of, I don't know, 15 to 20 of these white tulips that she had received in the mail. That picture is the featured artwork or featured picture for this episode over on our website. And it was wonderful. It was this beautiful bouquet of love, of hope expressed through these white tulips. And the only clue that she had was the postmark that was put on there by the post office as they originated in their various cities from around the United States and Canada. So I saw Linda again at Dragon Con this year. She came to our meetup that we had on Thursday night. And I didn't know how I was going to bring it up, but I knew that I wanted to know how she was doing since her son had passed away. It seems completely baffling to to say this, but honestly, those white tulips had never crossed my mind. I didn't have any intention. I didn't give any thought to finding out about the white tulips. My my only thought was, how is she doing? How is her family doing? And at one point, uh, she and I could not have sat farther from each other at the, at the restaurant. But at one point, I excused myself from my end of the table, and I went down and I pulled up a chair and I sat right next to her. And as I sat there talking with her, I, I thought, how am I going to work this into the conversation? This is not an easy thing to talk about. And I didn't know how sensitive she might be about it. So I was looking for my opportunity, not even knowing if I would find an opportunity. But I didn't have long to to think about it because almost instantly she looked at me and she said, do you know anything about those white tulips that showed up at my house last year? And I was caught off guard because like I said, the the, the white tulips were the, the last thing that I had thought about. I didn't think that is to say I didn't think about them at all. And so I, I tried to play coy. <laughs> I think I did a terrible job. And I smiled and looked away and I said, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about those. And she said, you know, she laughed and she said, you'll never say, will you? And I, I said, no. She said, uh, <sighs> she said, those white tulips were the single most powerful thing that has ever happened to me. She then told me about the expression of love that she felt through those tulips and how much they helped her through that time. More than any other thing, those tulips. 
I never thought that would be. I, I thought we would help her. I, I knew that she would understand the meaning behind the tulips, but I had no idea that they would be such a pivotal, important component of helping this mother deal with this grief. That's the only time I saw Linda. She didn't go to Dragon Con. That's not her thing. She just wanted to be a part of our meetup, and I'm so glad she did. But over the next few days, as I talked with other people that were there for the meetup and were there for Dragon Con, Linda, it turned out, had made sure she knew. Look, there was no question she knew that these white tulips came from her fringe family. And while she may not have known each person that sent every single envelope, she had a pretty good hankering that a good portion of those people were represented at that meetup that night. And she made sure she told all of us how much they meant to her. And we shared our stories that later on through the weekend of Linda communicating to us and telling us how much they meant. And it was wonderful. Here's what I learned. There are expressions of love that transcend our ability to express with words. There are moments in this life where words can't contain the feelings that we have inside and the love that we share for one another, the bond that we have. And uh, this was one of the most amazing, special examples of that that I've, it is the, the, the biggest one that I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. And that's just it. I take no credit for this. If if I want to give credit to any one person, it's Interdimensional Dave. If he hadn't posted the picture of the white tulip in the Facebook group, I would not have had the idea to send those white tulips to Linda. But I'm so glad I had that idea. I'm so glad that Dave posted that picture. There is a community in this Golden Spiral Media network that I cannot explain I never thought I would get to be a part of. I never dreamed it would even exist. And yet here we are in the midst of it with the people, you, listening to this, that I love and care about so much. I really do. It's an amazing thing that we have around this podcast, the Fringe Podcast and Golden Spiral Media. And I am humbled and fortunate to be a part of it. It is not about me. It never has been. It never will be. It is about all of us together, sharing our lives together, being open and honest with each other to share our highs, our lows, our victories, our wins, our griefs, our heartbreaks, and our love for one another. So I thank you for listening to this. I don't know. If this is going to be well-received or not, I've just rambled behind a microphone today. But I am so blessed to have met many of you in person. I am so blessed to be able to call Linda my friend, to have met her, and to have her as a part of my life. And if she thinks the same things about me, ah, that's, that's just icing on the cake. Thank you for listening to this today. Thank you for being a part of the Golden Spiral Media. And to you... And to Linda, you are my very favorite things. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. <laughs>